A bad loss for the Washington Wizards. Uninspired, lack of defense outside of a few plays from Mo Wagner, Garrison Matthews, and injured Berton. The bright spot is, once again, we can recognize that Russell Westbrook is a freaking legend. Welcome back to the Westbrook Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets a chip at Always Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Let's get to this game right now. First of all, I want to say congratulations to one Russell Westbrook. Hashtag the Brody. He has now fell into the 21,000 point club as of last night, March 12, 2021 versus the 76ers. But not only that, he hit the 21,000 points, 5,000 rebounds, 5,000 assists club. There's only 13 of those players. The only active player is LeBron James. So it's 13 players in the 21,000 points, 5,000 rebounds, 5,000 assists club. Only two of them are active in the NBA right now, Russell Westbrook and LeBron James. If you break that down into 21,000 points, 6,000 rebounds, 7,000 assists, which I think is just odd, so I went by the fives in my tweet. Then there's only three of them, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Oscar Robertson. That's how great that Russell Westbrook is. All the hate that he gets makes no freaking sense. He is a legend. A freaking legend. A locked first ballot Hall of Famer. One of the greatest to ever do it. You would have a hard time convincing me in 2017 that Russell Westbrook wasn't the best player in the league. The restraints restraints taken off of him, he set the league on fire. No one could stop him. No defenses could stop him. No amount of double teams and triple teams could stop him. The man is elite. Is he getting older? Yeah. But the hate that he gets is unfair. He's one of the greatest players ever. Not one of the greatest point guards. Not one of the greatest guards. He's one of the greatest players ever to walk the earth. Russell Westbrook. And not to mention, Bradley Bill once again talks about how great of a teammate Russell Westbrook is. So he's not only an elite player, he is an elite teammate. He is an elite man. He is an elite friend. Congratulations, Russell Westbrook. Such a great feat. Such a great accomplishment. Very proud of him, as I know all of his fans are. I want to get that out of the way first. But next... We can talk about the 76ers game versus the Washington Wizards and how uninspired they really were. So the Washington Wizards lose to the Philadelphia 76ers 127-101. to This one didn't seem comfortable from the beginning. They weren't playing defense for the most part. They weren't getting back on defense for the most part. Thibault had Bradley Beal in a straight jacket. Uh, he was just in prison, just locked up up for the most part when Thibault was on the floor we had some minutes without Thibault on the floor he was able to shake loose a little bit but for the most part they mirrored Thibault's minutes with Beal Beal's an elite score <clears throat> you know I, I don't think that uh, this is a telltale sign of just kind of what he is I just think Thibault and Brooks are great defenders and he's just had to, he's had a struggle with them uh, the last two games He's got to figure that out versus other elite defenders. He's an elite offensive player versus elite defenders. He's got to figure that out. 
so obviously Beal not being as explosive uh, offensively as he usually is hurts. They didn't play defense. If your star is not on, you don't play defense. There's not a whole lot of room to win those kind of games. It usually results in what you see. Now, if your star is struggling, you play defense. That's different. Uh, but there was no defense being played in this game uh, by the Washington Wizards for the most part, and it definitely sh uh, showed uh, in the box score and in the finals. Um, in the final score, uh, Matthews played 22 minutes. He was two of three from three. He had two rebounds. Um, so he had a total of six points. He had some times where he was active defensively. Like I said, Mo Wagner and uh, Garrison Matthews made some plays, but not consistent enough. Um, they were giving the Wizards those charge calls at the beginning of the game. Uh, then they kind of stopped doing that. Uh, I don't think that that's right. Like, I get it. You blow the whistle too much. It stops playing. And the, the, the game drags on. And it kind of gets boring for, for teams and players or for fans. Um, but I didn't like that they weren't calling those uh, because a charge is a charge. A foul is a foul. I'm going to say that because you guys know how I feel about Russell Westbrook. I think that he's the most unfairly officiated guard, for really basketball player in the NBA. That's outside of maybe LeBron James. I, I really do believe that just because Russell Westbrook is strong enough to finish through contact and he's boisterous when he's on the floor, it does not make them not fouls. He doesn't get the foul calls that everybody else gets. So, I'm going to be consistent. A charge is a charge. And Garrison Matthews and Mo Wagner are really great at drawing those charges. That's part of their defensive makeup. So, when they gave it to him in the first quarter, but then give it to him for the rest of the game, it really hurt the Wizards. Um, and then just no one else was playing defense. There was plays, um, and for some reason, the broadcasters ignored it a couple of times, even though it was clear in like both of these replays. Uh, Bradley Bill, he just didn't make it back past half court, not even close on one of them um, on defense. And so they said, oh, my gosh, the Wizards players just let the C's part. I'm the C's parted because Bradley Bill isn't on defense at all. He's still on the other side of half court. So there was five Sixers and four Wizards. Now, it's hard to play defense like that. Now, nonetheless, someone's got to stop the damn basketball. The fact that he did go straight to the basket is terrible. Someone stopped the basketball. Then you just have to rotate until Bill gets back on defense. But he wasn't hustling. None of the two times I'm thinking of was he hustling at all. And I'm not going to sit here and say Bradley Bill's the only person to ever do that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about fundamental flaws within Scott Brooks and the Washington Wizards players. Get back on defense. Play defense. It's a little bit irritating. The broadcasters did say a few things. Uh, I, I'm not going to say the Wizards broadcasters are the best, but they definitely said a few things uh, versus the 76ers that actually had me mute the game. I just didn't want to hear it. So, uh, but those things, they hurt you. And Garrison Matthews, he didn't have as big as an impact on this game because he's a great person at drawing charges and they weren't giving him that after the first half. All right, Mo Wagner, 15 minutes, one of four from the field, two of two from the free throw line, two rebounds, two assists, four steals, uh, one block. The thing about Mo Wagner is that he kind of got yanked and didn't see a lot of time. Uh, and uh, Sorry, guys, that was my rabbit jumping around. Um, he didn't see a lot of time, but he stretches out the floor. Uh, and, you know, I said he had four steals, a block. He was very active. Defensively, now he got some foul trouble. I think he had four fouls in this game. No, no, he didn't. He only had two. 
I'm so used to him having foul trouble. Um, so yeah, Scott Brooks just kind of yanked him and didn't play anymore, and it didn't really make sense. Wagner wasn't terrible in his minutes, and I'm, I'm like, well, at least try Lynn. Look, Wagner can't guard Joel Embiid, so I'm like, well, try Lynn. If you're just if you're just trying to find someone to guard Embiid and try and stop him from scoring, that's the then just try Lynn, because Brooks kept trying Lopez and it just didn't work. He's too slow. Mo Wagner's not strong enough. Although I thought Mo Wagner did. Good enough because he had his hands in passing. He had four steals and a block. I mean, what else do you want from him versus Joel Embiid? No one can stop Joel Embiid. No one. So I, I thought it was wrong that he didn't get more minutes. Uh, Rui Hachimura had nine points. I, he was three or five from the field. Look, he, I know three or five from the field is 60%. Rui Hachimura was not great in this game. He passed up so many open shots to the point where I just... Almost, I want to throw my remote at the TV. My wife was like, no. She grabbed my arm. <laughs> because I just, shoot the ball, Rui. Shoot the ball. But he'll take it straight up to him and get a shot blocked. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand. He won't shoot the ball from the outside. He'll pass up those shots, but he'll drive right in the lane on Joel Embiid and get his, his shot stuffed. Right back in his face. I don't know. I just I appreciate him going strong because I know it's something I'm getting him about. But if you're standing wide open, would you shoot the freaking basketball? All right. Uh, Russell Westbrook. He was ten of nineteen on the night. Two of four from three. Three of seven from the free throw line. Still wearing those doggone sleeves. It, look, I know it's mental for for now, but those sleeves are restrictive. I really think he should take it off his shooting arm. But nonetheless, outside of that, he shot well from the field. He shot well from three. He had five rebounds, eight assists a steal, and only two turnovers. Russell Westbrook had a pretty strong game for the most part. Sometimes I think that Russell Westbrook has taken on the I am the second option role way too far. Um, there are times when I feel like he could be ultra aggressive uh, and he's still kind of driving and and predetermining that he's going to drive and kick. We could just lay the ball up. Or he's got a mismatch and he can just drive to the basket. He's doing it more and more, but I still see those moments where I'm saying, gosh, I just, I know it's Bill's team, but I really wish you'd just go all out. Um, but guys, here's another problem. Russell Westbrook had the most rebounds in the starting lineup at five. No one else had more than two. Rui had zero rebounds. I, I just want to repeat myself. Rui Hachimura had zero rebounds at six foot eight playing power forward. I just this is just let that sink in. Let that sink in. That's what I mean by I know he shot three or four, three or five from the field, but he he was not great, guys. He was not great. Um but Russell Westbrook was decent on the night. Um he had a few, you know, shots go in and out, but for the most part, I was pretty happy with his game on the offensive side. On the defensive side, him and Beal were not great. Um, and the, at the end of the third quarter and fourth quarter, or yeah, Russell Westbrook picked it up on defense. He was really out there pressing up, but he's got to do that for the entire game. I know that's hard for Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook because they have the ball so much and exerting so much energy. But right before the break, you guys know what I said that in that game right before the break. Russell Westbrook made no, no defensive mistakes. 
versus the Clippers. He was outstanding. He was up. He was rotating correctly. He was up on the ball handler. He was moving his feet. And that's what we need from Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. Russell's offensive game, I thought Russell was great. His defensive game, it could have been better. Bradley Beal, 8 of 13 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3. He had 2 rebounds, 1 assist. 19 points total, 3 turnovers. Look, I know the broadcasters were saying, Bill's got 19 and... um. Ooh, look at Bill draw the defense and make that pretty pass. Um, late in the third quarter, I think, it was, or it might have been again in the fourth, and I'm thinking, come on, guys. There's been people wide open all night, and Bradley Bill has not seen them. And I think it's great that he made the pass. I just think that there are more of those passes that he can make throughout a game. If you're really watching and paying attention, if you're watching with me and you're paying attention, see how many times Russ has a wide open player above the break. A wide open player in the quarter in the corner, and Bradley Beal just doesn't see them or looks them off. And I get it; his job is to score. He is an assassin. I got it. But sometimes you got to give some to get more. So he makes a few more of those passes, and Garrison Matthews popping a three, or Rory's hitting a three if he'll shoot it. And now they have to respect those shooters outside. That's good for Bradley Beal. But then I worry about you passing the ball to him. That's why you're having to bob and weave through three and four defenders, and then you're tired in the fourth quarter when things matter most. He is an assassin. He's a great elite scorer, an offensive player. Score. I, I think he can be a better passer. So I shouldn't say offensive player. He's a great and elite scorer. But he can get better at finding his teammates. He goes through games where he'll have four or five assists. I'm like, okay. All right, that looks good. And then he'll go through this game when he has none, one or two. And, I'm, and I can name five or six times he just missed wide open players. That's where I think Bradley Beal can get better. Uh, but again, nonetheless, him and Russell Westbrook, I mean, they shot well from the field. 10 of 19 for Russ and 8 of 13 from Beal. Three of seven, or, uh, two of four from the three-point line and one of two from the three-point line, respectively. They shot 50% from three. Look, guys, I've been trying to tell you guys this team isn't great. I had a podcast a while ago uh, when they were on their five, six game win streak and five game win streak. And I said, are these, are the Wizards good? And I did it by the numbers. And I said, by the numbers, they are not a good team. And I caught a lot, I caught a lot of heat for that. My guys, by the numbers, they're not a good team. I've seen two things. I've seen trade, try to get some veterans, uh, three and D wing, or try and get a good center or both, and let's see what this, where this goes. And I've seen the opposite from Wizards fans. Just trade Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal to good teams. They're doing their damn jobs, and let's start all over. Look, I don't know which one's the right answer right now. But I hope one of the two happen. That's how I feel. I don't want to keep watching this. I don't want to keep podcasting this. I'm a Russell Westbrook fan. I'm always going to be excited to watch when he's on the floor because he does things like he does where he, he rebounds his own miss and slams it home. Those are exciting plays, but I do not want to watch this debacle that the Washington Wizards call basketball. And the reason being is because I also don't think Scott Brooks is the greatest coach. 
I don't guys, some of the stuff doesn't make sense. For the hundredth time, Westbrook on the floor with Lopez Neto is never going to work. It's just not. Yes, it, uh, it'd be different if he had Lopez on the floor with Garrison Matthews and Davis Bertans. Okay. Which he's just allergic to playing Garrison Matthews and Davis Bertans together. That just ain't gonna never happen. I it just I don't know what it is. He just it refuses to have that happen. But it makes no fundamental basketball sense to me to have Russell Westbrook out there with Robin Lopez and Neto. It just doesn't make any sense. And he'll be out there with Robin Lopez, Neto, and then Denny or Rui. They're not respecting those guys' shot. Why would they? Denny and Rui have a problem just shooting them. They pass up shots. And Neto's so small, it doesn't really matter if you help off of him. I mean, the guy at the garden was 6'6". Six, six. He's so small. I mean, you can just fly over there, jump up, throw your hands up, and you've contested him. Me and one of my followers were talking about that during the game. You don't have to hug Neto. He's so small. You're not going to hug Denny. You're not going to hug Rui. You're not going to hug Lopez. Why is that the lineup with Russell Westbrook? I just And there's in no way does it make sense. If you want to put Lopez out there with Garrison Matthews and Bertons, fine. I still don't think it's the greatest, but at least it makes more sense. But what Brooks plays makes zero sense, basketball-wise. I just, as you can tell, I'm just frustrated. I I, I just, I used to do these pause at 8 a.m. I sat around thinking about this game, rewinding it, looking at it till 9 a.m. before I really started this podcast. It just wasn't fun to watch. You know, Denny, you know, he played 28 minutes, 2 of 6 from the field, 0 of 3 from 3, like I said. And he plays with Russ. Why would you guard Denny? Outside. Robin Lopez, 4 of 8 from the field, 0 of 1 from 3. He had 10 points. Troy Brown Jr., 15 minutes, 1 of 4. Showcase time. Troy Brown Jr., showcase time, 15 minutes, 1 of 4 from the field, 0 of 1 from 3. 3 rebounds, 1 assist, and 2 turnovers. Showcase time. He's on trading block. That. Uh, Davis Bertans, one of five from three, one rebound, one turnover. Neto, three of eight, 22 in 22 minutes, one of two from three, four assists, three rebounds, two steals. Good job, Neto. Here's the thing about Neto. He had four, he had three rebounds. I mean, he the smallest. Why? It's just, a, he's six foot. Okay, they say he's six. I don't believe he's six one. Let's say he's 6-1. He got three rebounds. For comparison purposes, this stuff irritated me. Rui had zero. I mean, what the hell are you doing? Wagner had two. So Neto had more than Wagner. Like I said, Russ had five. Bill had two at 6-5. Again, Neto 6-1. They say, don't think that's true. He had more than Bill. Matthews had two. Come on, guys. Come on. Matthews, you're 6'5 as well. 
Bertans had one. He got injured, so okay. Troy Brown Jr., he did come in. He got his three rebounds. Bung, and he, that was garbage time. Denny had five. That's one thing Denny does do. He does rebound the ball. I will give him that. Pretty much every time I look at his box score, if he gets significant minutes, he is rebounding. I do appreciate that from Denny. Lynn, he played in garbage time too. So I just, I don't know, guys. Like things like rebounding, that stuff matters. That stuff matters. That's effort. That's want to. That's who wants it more. And when you have zero rebounds, bro, you don't want it. You got zero rebounds in 21 minutes and you playing power forward? I've got a problem with that. Pretty much no one else really did anything of significance. Like I said, altogether it was lackluster. There was no defense being played. That definitely starts. Look, you got to lead by example Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. Now, Russell Westbrook was aggressive and good on offense. Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook on defense, they weren't good. Those young guys are looking and watching you. Now, Bradley Bill, I know they said he had left knee soreness, so I'm not sure if that has something to do with it, but he got up on a couple of dunks, looked fine to me. That doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, but I'm just saying it looked fine to me. Guys, I. This is not a good team. It is March 13th, the trade deadline's in 12 days. The Wizards need to do something. I don't care which one they do at this point. I just don't want to watch this bullcrap no more. You guys can say all you want. I hold the players accountable all the time. I did this entire podcast. I hate when people come to me and say, well, you're just blaming Scott Brooks. No, I'm not. I blame all the players all game long, live tweeting, and then I blame the players when I podcast. But yes, I'm going to bring up Scott Brooks does not deserve to still be the head coach of the Washington Wizards. I will repeat myself. Scott Brooks should not be the head coach of the Washington Wizards. I would have been fired, Scott Brooks. But you know what, guys? Milwaukee Bucks, we got them tonight on the second night of a back-to-back, 6 p.m. We will see how we do versus them. Look, I don't know what it is they're going to do. I don't know if Russell Westbrook's going to play, but it better not be the half-ass effort we saw Versus the Philadelphia 76ers on Friday night. I promise you that. It better not be that. Or I got some things I got to say. That's far worse than what's on this podcast today. But guys, thanks so much for listening. This is where I'll break things. I appreciate you guys so much for listening to the West Wolf Podcast. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, and much, much more. So hit that subscribe button so you can get notifications every time I do another post-game pod. Also, if you like basketball video analysis, video footage, and highlights, please go follow my YouTube channel, J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. I appreciate you guys so much for listening. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets a chip at Always and Forever Arc, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. See you guys tonight, 6 p.m. Central, 7 Eastern, versus the Milwaukee Bucks.
appreciate you guys so much. And as always, until next time, peace.